When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 29. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another edition of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I am truly happy to be here, so thank you so much for being here with me. Now today, we are talking all about Facebook ad targeting and the big opportunities that are waiting for you. However, before we get to that, I wanted to give you some updates about my current podcast. So first, starting in June, I'm going to be recording one podcast a week, which means I'm kind of upping my game. It's going to be a lot more work, but it's going to be worth it because I have a lot to share with all of you. So hopefully you're excited to hear from me a little bit more. Crossing my fingers, you are. So second, I'm going to add an extra layer to my podcast and start recording an Ask Amy segment where you get to send me your questions in advance and I'll address them on the show. Now, in full disclosure, I took this idea from my good friend, Pat Flynn, who now has a show called Ask Pat. So I called up Pat and I said, look, Ask Amy is too good. It's two A's. I mean, you can't get better than that. Would you mind if I used it? And in true Pat fashion, he said, of course, I'd be more than honored for you to do so. I'm excited for you. Go for it. So you got to have more friends like that, right? Pat is such a good friend. So I am going to go for it. So if you'd like me to address any questions you might have about online marketing, Facebook marketing, list building, content creation, webinars, whatever it might be, just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash ask Amy, and you can be one of the very first people to leave me a question. I can't wait to get started. So please go there soon with your questions, because this is something I've been really excited to share with you. Okay, so switching gears here, let's get back to the topic for today, which is Facebook ad targeting. Now, I've invited my really good friend, Rick Mulready, to come on the show with me so we could talk about Facebook ads. Now, the reason I invited Rick is because he has an extensive background in online marketing, and he's in the trenches every day with Facebook ads. He has a few online courses about ads, and he's done some pretty amazing things with his own ads. And so every week we try to get together, when I say he's a good friend, I really mean it. We actually try to hook up every week and just talk about work stuff. We meet at Starbucks and we usually try to get work done, but the conversation always goes to Facebook advertising. What's working, what's not working, how to do it, what he's doing, what I'm doing. So we have these amazing conversations around how to use Facebook ads to see big success. And by big success, I mean growing your email list and increasing your revenue. So I thought this conversation that Rick and I have every week would be great to have on a podcast. And I I wanted to make it more focused with Facebook ad targeting because that truly is where you're going to see your big wins with Facebook ads. Target smarter, your ads will start to work for you. Now, I use the Power Editor to set up all of my ads. We'll talk about the Power Editor in the interview I do with Rick, but just so you know, the Power Editor's a more robust Facebook ad dashboard. It's a Facebook ad 
tool, but it just has more bells and whistles than the regular ads manager. Now, just know this on my show notes for this episode. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 29, you can get all the show notes and I'm going to show you images of where you can locate all these ad opportunities that Rick and I are going to talk about. So use my show notes as your guide, because I'm really going to make sure that you know how to do it, not just what you can do. So I'll point out where to locate all of this inside the power editor. So the show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 29. So I don't want to keep you any longer. We've got a lot of good stuff to cover. So let's go ahead and jump in. So Rick, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be back on the show here. Yes, I'm so glad you are. And here's the deal. We are going to be talking about Facebook ad targeting today. And the reason I wanted to do this show with you is because, as I mentioned in the intro, you and I have been kind of getting together pretty regularly, our Starbucks meetings, and we've been talking about ads all the time. And I feel like we've got this great dialogue going back and forth about what works and what doesn't work. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. good. It would be really weird if you said not really. And then <laughs> I don't agree sh- with you at all. The show would be going down the hill right now. So I thought, okay, so let's talk targeting because so many people are interested in jumping into Facebook ads or they're at least curious as to what Facebook ads could do for them. But one of the conversations you and I have had a lot was that Facebook ads are not going to work unless you really figure out your whole targeting situation. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's just one of the most important pieces of the puzzle. Even if you have a so-so type ad, meaning the creative's okay, the copy's okay, but your targeting is really dialed in, I think you can even get good results that way. Yep, I totally agree. I call it like the most important part of your Facebook ad campaign is the targeting. Okay, good. So you totally agree with me here. So I thought, let's start out with the most basic and then we'll get into some more semi-advanced strategies, but they're not so advanced that someone that's just starting out can't even you know, experiment with them. So I think there's something here for everybody. So the first way to target your Facebook ads is with interest. And you would find interest when you're setting up your Facebook ad. Rick and I only use the power editor. So when you're in the power editor, you've already set up your campaign and your ad sets. Now it's time to set up your ad. And under audience, you will actually start setting up interest. And I'll put some pictures on my show notes so you kind of see what this is all about. But talk to me a little bit about what interest is all about. Sure. Well, before we get to interest, you do have to do like the demographics, which is just basic stuff like, you know, age range of people that you want to do, uh, target to, um, what country, if you want to do, if you want to get really specific and do like zip code and city and all that stuff. So you can do that. Great point. Um, yeah. But then for the interest is essentially that's sort of like the stereotypical when someone thinks of targeting on Facebook, they think of interest and whether they, they realize it or not. This is where you can put in, you know, Facebook fan pages of, people of groups of magazines or TV shows or whatever it may be that are similar to your industry or niche or what, whatever you're going to be working on or who you want to target. This is where you're going to be doing that within the interest section. So you put the Facebook fan pages in there. Okay, perfect. So let's say I wanted to, and I've done this before, I had a big webinar all about list building. So Mm -hmm. when I was running the ads about list building, I targeted the normal Facebook pages I target that are big on social media, but mm-hmm. I also targeted AWeber, Infusionsoft, MailChimp, because these are pages that have fans that people are interested in building an email list. Yeah, for sure. So that's the kind of thing that you would do. You would target other Facebook pages. And in that interest section, you're literally typing in the name of the Facebook page. Now... One thing that comes up all the time is people say, I try, you know what I'm going to say? I do. I try to type in the name of a Facebook page and nothing happens. So talk to me about that. Yeah. And I get that question all the time as well. I mean, basically you kind of have to test to see if you can target the page that you want to target. And if you're, if you start typing in a, you know, the name of a page that you, that you know the name of the page and you start typing it in there and it doesn't come up as an option to target. The first thing that I would, that I would suggest somebody do is to go back to that Facebook page that they want to target and make sure that they have the exact name of the page. Yes. Because I've had that happen so many times where I start typing in the name of a page and it doesn't come up. I go over it and I literally copy and then paste 
the exact name in there and then it comes up. Ooh, that's a good thing to know. For, for some reason, I, I don't know why it does that, but you do have to have it very specifically what the name of the page is. And then if it does not come up, if it does not come up as an option, you can't target that page within the interest section, unfortunately. And I've asked Facebook this before. Why is this an option? You and I have talked about this a lot. And I've, I've asked other people as well. And nobody has a good, nobody has a good rationale as to why you can't target a page. Even the uh, feedback I've gotten from Facebook itself. Not a very good, not very not, not a good, very good response there. So same with me. I, I don't have a good answer. I don't either because I actually asked somebody at Facebook, why is this happening? And his response was that sometimes Facebook pages are not indexed properly by yeah. Facebook. So they're just not popping up. Whatever that really means. I don't know. Yeah. But it's maddening. But here's the great thing. There were some pages that wouldn't pop up for me of some pretty big name internet marketers that I wanted to target their Facebook page. And then months later, I tried it again and they did pop up. So I don't know why that is, but just keep trying. And it's funny. Sometimes when people hear that you can target fans of other Facebook pages, they think we're doing something sneaky or against the rules. But this is completely white hat. Like I would never teach anything that's not. Yeah. So this is something that people do every single day and get really big results. Now, There's some things that you can do to kind of manage this side of the targeting, meaning if you use Evernote, which I know both Rick and I do, you could start a list or maybe just start different categories and start listing a bunch of pages that you might want to target. Because if you keep this more organized, you can pull from that information as you continue to set up your ad sets inside the Power Editor. Do you do anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the best thing to do before you start doing this is just just brainstorm a list of you know, people, um, publications, other groups that are within your niche or within your industry that you potentially want to target, um, even competitors. And, and again, this isn't like we're not being sneaky here when you're setting this up. It's just a matter of where is your target audience? Where are they hanging out on Facebook so that you can target your ads to them? So just compile a list and, and then start building off of it from, from there and really keep track of you know, which of those interests are working well for you during your, when you start your campaigns. And then you can sort of, sort of whittle it down from there to see which ones are working the best for you. But yeah, definitely, you know, start to keep a list in, you know, in uh, Evernote, for example, of uh, potential targets for you. Now, let's actually talk about graph search, because I think that's a great way for people that are still a little uncertain as to what pages they should target. Mm-hmm. I think graph search is a great tool. So for those of you who don't know, and this isn't available to everybody, the last I heard, it wasn't available to anybody in the UK. Did you hear that as well? Yeah, it's kind of weird how Facebook rolls these things out. Some countries, things are available. Other things, uh, you know, other countries, other functionalities available. I was just going to add to the interest part, like, for some reason, I have no explanation why this is, is that I might have, like we we're talking about being able to put an interest in there and having it show up as a possible target. Well, you might be able to, tar- to target somebody that I can't. I've seen that before fairly recently where I've been able to put a page in and target that page. And then I know somebody else who's yes. trying to do the same thing and they, they can't do it. So it's real. I don't have a good advantage. I don't know how they got to love Facebook, right? They just keep us on our toes. (laughs) So be patient with yourself. Keep trying things and don't always think that you're doing it wrong because sometimes Facebook is the culprit there. So that just is a little mindset trick that I try to remind myself because when I think I'm completely doing something wrong a million times over, it could drive me crazy. So it's not always our fault that it's not working inside the power editor or wherever you're playing around with on Facebook. Okay. So getting back to graph search, graph search is basically a search functionality inside your Facebook account. So when you log into Facebook, you should see across the top a really long search bar. What I've found is if you have a short search bar, you likely don't have graph search yet. It's the old search. But if it's pretty long across the top, you can use graph search to find out what other pages you might want to target. So inside that search function, you could type in things like pages liked by people who like and then whatever it might be. So I could actually say pages liked by people who like Amy Porterfield. And when I type in Amy Porterfield, I'm actually talking about my Facebook page. So now I can see what other pages are my fans frequenting often because that will give me a good indication of other pages I might want to target to find new fans. So can you think, Rick, of other kind of formulas you can put in there? Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad you brought this up too, because this is just one of those simple little tricks that a lot of people unfortunately don't know about. 
but will give you, as you're brainstorming those, you know, potential interests to target, this will give you additional ones to think about. So you can do like favorite interest of people who like, you know, and then you put your page name in there. Um, yes. you can do groups of people who like, and you put your name page, a page, the name of the page in there. Um, you can do two pages. So you can say pages liked by people who like, you know, XYZ page and XYZ page. Yes. Um, yeah, then you, <clears throat> me, you can get really granular. You can say like pages liked by, and then a the gender. So pages liked by women who live in Canada who like Running. XYZ page. That's sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. You can get very, very um, detailed in terms of location as well. So you could actually type in pages liked by women who live in San Diego who like running. I don't know if those are the exact words, but you can get really specific like that. And then all the pages that these women like are going to pop up. So if you're looking to use interest, and that's usually where if you're just starting out with Facebook ads and you want to target smart, interest is the way to go. Interest, we, uh, Rick and I have used interest for years now, right, Rick? Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think one thing to note about interest targeting, <clears throat> excuse me, is that a lot of people, I get a lot of questions about, you know, Facebook kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's in the morning here. <laughs> Rick has his sexy morning voice. Ladies. I do. I got the, this is the, the late night DJ voice. <laughs> so a lot of people have said, you know, like, well, Facebook has kind of, you know, shifted what interest is all about. They've gotten more broad or, or whatever it may be. And I have not found that. I still have amazing success with the interest targeting that you can get. And this is, like you said, Amy, is this is perfect for people who are just starting out who might not have, you know, an email list or maybe they're not getting a lot of traffic to their website yet but they can start off with just the interest section and, and get really, really targeted with their ads. Yes, for sure. Now, don't let me forget, Rick, I want to come back to numbers. People are always asking, well, how many people should I target? Yeah. We're not going to get there yet, but let's make sure we touch on it before we jump off. Sure. Okay. So after you input all the different Facebook pages that you want to target, another thing right under interest is behaviors. Mm-hmm. And talk to me a little bit about behaviors and what this actually does for you. Yeah, so this gets a little bit more advanced. And essentially what behaviors is 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 Facebook partners with these third-party companies, these third-party data companies which track people's uh purchase behavior off of Facebook. And so if you are for example, if you are a uh let's see here, if you are a mortgage person, if you're in the mortgage business or if you're a real estate agent, you can do, you can target people who are likely to move or maybe are recent home buyers or they recently moved. This is all, Facebook is gathering this data, like I said, because they partnered with these outside companies to track this behavior of people off of Facebook. And they make it, this is pretty cool because they make it available to, you know, us marketers who are looking to, to target our ads to people who are maybe going on you know, casino vacations, they're going on, you know, whatever it may be, business travelers. Well, this is where that you can do this in the behaviors section. It's a little bit more advanced, but if this, you know, if you are, I get a lot of, um, like a realtor type questions. So behaviors might be a good opportunity to, um, to, uh, to target. For sure. Ads. Like you could target people that are currently renting versus those who have purchased a home. Exactly. Like you can get really, um, is the word granule? Granular. Granular. Yeah. I could not think of that word. Granule with your targeting. Now, underneath behaviors is categories and categories is definitely more advanced. But just in case people are seeing, you know, the different options and they have a question, tell us about categories and how are they different than behaviors? Yeah. So this is this again, this is a little bit more advanced. And I, I to be completely honest with you, I don't use category targeting simply because it, it tends to be a little bit more general. And I, I, I would much rather my targeting be as specific as possible. So, you know, this, this information too is, so you have Facebook categories as of re- when we're recording this right now, because yeah. Facebook loves to change things so quickly. Right now they have Facebook categories and partner categories. The partner categories are very similar to what I just described with the behavior targeting. So they partner with these third party companies to, um, you know, to get data about like, uh, you know, uh, further, demographics, what, you know, what maybe, you know, how many kids that you might have, uh, how many children, what ages and so forth, politics and that type of stuff. But with the Facebook categories, this is, you know, if someone likes, 
a page about cooking, um, you could do something like a, a broader category. You could target people who in like food and dining, that, that sort of thing. So rather, rather than saying, I like, I'm trying to think of a, a show on, cho- on a food network, maybe chopped or something yeah. like that. And so if you're into that sort of thing and you want to target people with, to get more broad from there. And you, if you want to target people, uh, within a category like food and dining, that's where you would do it in the Facebook categories. I personally don't recommend it simply because, like I said before, it, it, it tends to be a little bit more general. But, you know, everything is worth testing. And this would be a little bit more, you know, sort of advanced for your targeting. Gotcha. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention it, but it's not something really that Rick and I would teach to our students. Yeah, so exactly. just wanted to mention it. Okay, so let's move on to my favorite areas of targeting. And these are the areas that are really getting some amazing results. Now, we're going to talk about custom audiences and lookalike audiences, two different types of audiences you can create inside the Power Editor on Facebook. Now, what I'll say about this is that custom audiences and lookalike audiences are fairly new, meaning for so long, Rick and I used interest and demographics and all that good stuff to target our audience and we got great results. But now that custom audiences and lookalike audiences came on the scene, that's where we're really spending a lot of our time. Now, we're going to explain what they are and then how you can use them just so you get a really good understanding. You might not be ready to use these yet. You'll have to see once we explain them if they actually work into your business model, but they're definitely worth paying attention to. This changes the game in my opinion. So let's talk about custom audiences first. I'll tell you what it is and then I want Rick to kind of jump in here and give a little insight because he always has some really good uh, feedback about how to use them and different ways to use these types of features. So a custom audience is basically something that you set up in Facebook. And what you do is you take an existing list you have, which is your email list. So let's just say you have an email list of 3000 people. You actually export that list from your email service provider, and then you upload it to Facebook. You upload it to Facebook and they're going to check against their database to see how many people they have on their database that match yours. And you're only uploading email addresses. So they're going to check against the email address and then they're going to actually create a custom audience for you that says, okay, out of all the people you uploaded, 1,500 are a match. So here's your list of 1,500 people that you can target inside of Facebook specifically. And so that's why it's so very valuable because the, this list you upload could be just your buyer list or people that bought a certain product and now you want to upsell to a different type of product. Or maybe they're just people that have signed up for your email list and you want to make sure you get in front of them on Facebook as well. So do you have anything to add to that, Rick? Um, as you were going along there, I was thinking about what I can add to it. I, you really explained it really well. I think the biggest tip there is that you are only, and you mentioned it, you're only uploading a list of your email addresses. So no column headers, no, you know, name, no first name, no last name. It's just one column. It's a TXT file or a CSV file of your email addresses that you're uploading from, you know, whether you're using Aweber or Infusionsoft or Entreport or whatever it may be. It's just one nice, neat column of just your email addresses. Perfect. And to get this to work, you need at least 100 matches. So if you have a really small list and you upload it and Facebook only finds 58 people that are a match, well, then it's not going to work. That's right, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, and the other, thing, the other thing, too, though, is that another a big question I get when, when I'm talk, talking to people about custom audiences and uploading their email, their email list and so forth is like, well, Rick, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, generate leads with my Facebook ads. Why do I want to target people who are already on my email list? And, you know, the reason that you would do that, obviously, you're not running the type of campaign to this audience that, we're, that you're looking to generate leads because they're already on your email list. This is where, like you said, Amy, where, you know, if you have a list of buyers or if you have, um, you know, different different segmented lists of maybe you have multiple products if you will and you can target your uh, ads to you know people who have bought one product that might be interested in another another one of your products so you can do it that way you can get really creative with it i'm so glad you brought that up because this reminds me in the profit lab a program i'm currently teaching right now what i teach in the profit lab is to create a giveaway and then create a Facebook ad and drive traffic to a lead capture page mm-hmm. where you are giving their name and email and you're going to give this giveaway. 
And some of the students ask me, well, why would I use a custom audience, Amy, to get people to opt into my free giveaway? Cause they're already on my list. Basically the same question you just asked. Mm-hmm. But for me in the profit lab, I teach people to create a funnel. So once they opt in, you send them a series of emails and you eventually sell your programs, products and services to them through email marketing. So if they're not currently in a funnel, let's say you have 2000 people on your list and they're on your list and maybe they get a weekly email, but they're not necessarily in a funnel to buy something, get them in that funnel so that you can now start sending them emails based on they asked for the giveaway and now you're going to kind of lead them into your next promotion. So that's another reason why you might want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And the other question I get too is that, again, they're already on my email list. Why do I want to show, why why would I want to target them with ads? Well, it gives you another touch point with them. Yes. You know, they're already getting their e- your emails, but it also, now you get the opportunity because maybe they don't e- open your email, but now they're on Facebook and they get to see your ad. So it's another touch point where you can be in front of them. Perfect. So glad you brought that up. Okay. So you've got your custom audience. Now here's where the magic happens. In my opinion, the magic happens because now that you have a custom audience, The first thing you can do with that after you market to that list with your Facebook ads, you can actually create a lookalike audience. So a lookalike audience is basically the, the, the basic one is that you can upload your list, create your custom audience, and then tell Facebook, okay, create a lookalike audience based on this list I just uploaded. And what that means is Facebook, because they know everything about us, unfortunately, We can use that to our advantage here and Facebook will create another target list for you that is very similar to your list that you've uploaded. So in terms of similar, we're talking behaviors, interests, you know, likes, dislikes, all that good stuff. Facebook knows this. And so they're creating a list for you that's very similar to the list you uploaded. To me, that is the best way. If you have a really small email list and you don't have a lot of Facebook fans yet, you upload your custom audience and then create a lookalike audience. Now you could get up to like a million people on that lookalike audience. Yeah, exactly. And and you can, the, the cool thing about this is that, you know, like you said, Amy, that Facebook knows so much information about <clears throat> excuse me, all of its users because we, you know, there's all the information on the pages and so forth. So it has a lot of data and that's what it's using the data of the people that it, that it has matched on your custom audience to create these brand new audiences of people with similar attributes of those people on your email list, for example. And they just rolled out recently, I'd say recently within the past couple of months, where you can also create a lookalike audience out of your Facebook fans. Yeah, so So talk to me about that one. Yeah, well, this is only going to be helpful if your Facebook fans are targeted. And I know all of your listeners have targeted Facebook fans. (laughs) So it's going to be beneficial because they are targeted. Facebook is going to do the exact same thing that it's doing with your email list, it's going to find people uh, with similar attributes to your Facebook fans. So it'll create a new audience out of uh, your Facebook fans for you. The other thing I've started doing too, I've seen really good results with this, is that oftentimes, and, and this might lead into the further discussion in a few minutes here when we talk about audience size, but I've seen sort of the default size when you create a lookalike audience, regardless of sort of the size of the initial audience or the initial custom audience that you're creating a lookalike audience out of, I've seen sort of that default number be between like 1.9 million and like 2.3 million people. Which is crazy. So like, let's say you have a list of 3,000 people on your custom audience. Facebook's coming back at you with almost 2 million people on a lookalike audience. Correct. Correct. Okay. And so what, I, what I've started doing with this and experimenting with is once you have your lookalike audience is then... You can also layer in what we, what we were just talking about. You can layer in additional interest targeting on top of the lookalike audience. So what it does is it further refines down that audience within the lookalike audience. And I see really, really good results with that. Cool. Like I mentioned, I'm going to show you a lot of graphics in the show notes so that you can see actually what this all looks like. So it's amyporterfield.com forward slash 29. And you can see all the kind of how to step by step kind of stuff. But what Rick is saying is so valuable. Rick, let's just get to it. We're going to get to it a little earlier because we've got more to talk about with lookalike audiences. Mm-hmm. But let's talk numbers. So when you create a lookalike audience, you actually have a little scale you'll see, like you get to move this little uh, button one way yeah. or the other. What are those two options there? 
So you have reach and similarity. Reach and, and similarity. And what are the two differences? Yeah. So similarity is uh, matching the top 1% of people on Facebook who are most, most, uh, most close. I guess, <laughs> I guess the way you could say that most closely related to the people on your, uh, on the audience list that you're creating that look like on, out of. And that's or the you, one you want to go for. Yeah. And I mean, yes, absolutely. And I would, I would, it's always worth testing both, but again, the more specific that you can be with your targeting, the better. And so I, I actually, I'm trying to think of all the campaigns I've run recently, or even my students have run and nobody's running that reach where because you have the similarity and you can do the top 1%, the similarity is, is, is a bit more broad. Um, so it's within the top, uh, off the top of my head, top 5%, I believe it is, uh, of those people on Facebook that are, that are matching your audience. So recommendation though is to go with the similarity, uh, because the more specific you can be, the better. This, it's similarity. And what's the other one? Uh, reach. Reach and reach is the 5%. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So we want more similar similarity. So what do you think is an ideal target audience size? So if you ask this question to like five different Facebook, totally (laughs) agree. You're going to get different, different answers. Yes. I, I tend to look at sort of my ceiling of people, you know, the number of people at around that six to 700,000 mark. Okay. Roughly in that area. Then as far as going, you know, low, you know, what's the, what's the minimum? I'll even go for a thousand people. And oh. so I'll, I'll shoot pretty low and get pretty targeted with that. Um, you know, that's the beauty of Facebook advertising is that you can get so specific with your targeting that, you know, the, the, that's the beauty. <laughs> I, I didn't have another thought there. Well, that's it was good. You, I was going with you. So here's the thing. I'm not going to get too technical because it's really hard to do so on a podcast, but just so everybody knows, the power editor, which I talked about in the intro here, the power editor is where we do all of this. And inside the power editor, you set up your campaign first. Let's say it's your lead magnet fall 2014 campaign. And then your ad sets is what you'll set up next. So Facebook will kind of walk you through a little wizard where the next thing you do is you set up your ad sets. So what Rick and I are talking about is creating multiple ad sets. You can run the same ad But these ad sets, think of them as targeting sets, targeting groups. And so one might be your lookalike audience for your fan base. Another might be your custom audience of buyers. Another might be a lookalike audience based on those buyers. So those are all your ad sets. Would you agree with that, Rick? 100%. Okay, good. Just want to make sure I'm explaining that right. So that's kind of how it works. So speaking of numbers, so if Rick is saying somewhere between, you said six and six and eight, that's what you said? Uh, as your ceiling. As, as your, your ceiling. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if those are the numbers, again, we hear so many different, I would probably agree most with Rick. Sometimes I say less. And then when lookalike audience came out, I said, well, if you have a list of a million, you can try it. But I do like around that, you know, six to eight ceiling, 600 to 800,000 people as your ceiling. So with that, let's talk about what you mentioned. You said you can take a lookalike audience and you can target that lookalike audience for your ad. But then when you add the lookalike audience, and I'll show you this in my images on my show notes, you'll see that you can then target further. So he's saying, you know, add another layer to it. So our good friend James Wedmore, what he does is he'll get a lookalike audience and let's say it's a million people. He'll then say, these people also need to like these Facebook pages. They need to be fans of, let's say he has a list of 10 Facebook pages that are really similar. So he starts listing the Facebook pages and that number quickly goes down um, to become more targeted. So that's kind of what you were talking about before, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I just to kind of clarify also on the numbers thing is because people, that is a big question. I know that you get a lot too from, from all your students, Amy, is that, you know, even though you're, you're, even though you're targeting your target group is, let's just say 500,000 people, it doesn't mean you're going to reach all 500,000 people. It, 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 there's a lot of factors in there because what Facebook is going to do, it's going to say, all right, your target audience, based on the, all the targeting that you've set up, your audience is 500,000 people. However, maybe your objective is website conversions, meaning you want to get people to opt in on your landing page that you're sending people to. Well, Facebook will then say, okay, out of those 500,000 people within your target audience, we are going to show your ad to as many people who have shown the propensity to to actually convert, I'm I'm, I'm really impressed. I use the word. I propensity am so right there. impressed. I know. 
What was that so, other word you used earlier before we got on live? Duplicative. Oh, please. Who is this man? So anyway, you were sounding really good. I don't, I don't good, know why we so talk, talk like that either. Um, so, so Facebook is going to show your ads to as many people who are most likely to take the action that you have set up. So in this case, we're talking about website conversions within your target audience. So that's number one. So not all those 500,000 people are most likely to convert for you. The other thing too is like, let's just say you're running your ads for five days. Well, those 500,000 people aren't all going to be on Facebook within those five days of your campaign. So that's what you kind of have to think about too, is that you're not always going to reach that maximum amount of your audience that you, that, you know, within your target. Plus it has a lot to do with your budget as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. How much money you spend is going to determine how many people you actually reach. So there's a lot of factors there. And Rick mentioned earlier, you know, your objective for your ad might be website conversions or it could be clicks to website. You're going to choose that campaign objective when you set up your campaign. That's one of the questions you're going to get asked. So be clear on what is it, what is it that you're trying to do with your ads? And you can experiment with different options there as well. But just remember the reason why people are getting such huge results with Facebook ads right now is because you can target at all of these different levels we're talking about. So. If you're feeling like, holy cow, this is a lot, you got to take a deep breath and think, okay, I'm just going to put my foot in the water and get, you know, use interest maybe. And then as you get more comfortable with that, you start going into custom audiences and lookalike audiences. And then you become a quick pro because I can promise you it's not that complicated once you kind of dive in there and get going with it. So, okay. So let's talk about, so we've got lookalike audiences based off your custom audience, the list you uploaded. You can create lookalike audiences based on your current fan base. So Facebook will go find people most likely like your fan base. As long as you didn't buy those fans, I think this is a good way to experiment with. If you bought the fans, likely they're not targeted at all. But if you've been, you know, growing your fan base over the last few months or even a year or so, definitely try that lookalike audience for your fan base. And do you have to have a certain number of fans to do so? Is it the same thing like a hundred? Yeah, they kind of dropped it. They, they dropped that number a while ago. I think it's around, I think it's around a hundred. Okay. My recommendation is just try it. Try it. Just try okay. It. Yeah. As long as you're targeted, just try it. Perfect. And then the other way that you can target with lookalike audiences is website traffic. Now this mm. one's really cool. So talk to us about that. Website custom audiences. So this essentially is a form of what they call retargeting or remarketing. So you're able to put a tracking pixel onto your website or if you're working for a client you can put it on their website or uh, just you know maybe it's a maybe you're working with lead pages and you're um you have a specific landing page that you're sending people to well you can put the website custom audience tracking pixel on the page or on the website that you're that you want to track the uh, traffic to and what that will do is facebook will build an audience out of those people who are coming to your website Excuse me, or coming to your specific landing page. And then you can use that and you can use that audience to target your ads too. And this is where you can get really, really creative with all, all different kinds of things here. Okay. So let's back up a little because I might have confused people. So you've got your website traffic custom audience or what did you call it? Uh, website custom audience. Website custom audience. So yeah. it, the reason why it's called a custom audience and not a lookalike audience is that it truly is the people that are going to your website. So it's tracking those specific people going to your website. So that's your website custom audience. And then what you can do is you can actually take that audience once it's all generated inside the power editor and say, now create a lookalike audience based on that website traffic. So go find me more people that are like the people that are already visiting my website, which is really cool too, because that's where you can get really targeted. But talk to me about this 30, 60 and 90 day pixel, because this has confused me. And so let's just get it really clear how that works. So talk to me about what it is and then how to do it. Sure. So, well, it's not really a 30, 60, 90 day pixel per se. That's is, why I see I'm confusing people even more. This part for some reason is so confusing to me. So, okay. So, set so it you straight. only have to, yeah, the biggest thing here that comes up for website custom audience is, okay, you have a pixel. How many times do I need to place it onto the website that I want to track? And you only have to place it once. So my recommendation there is, and I am not a tech person. I would literally be sending this pixel off to my web person. Amen. And have them do it for me. So if you are tech savvy, then 
go for it. But it goes in, uh, if you're going to be tracking your entire site, which is what I recommend, because then you can set up different rules, if you will, to track specific pages on your website. And so that, I don't want to get too technical, Amy, but right. basically that pixel goes before the closing head tag of your website's theme. And then you're tracking the entire site. And okay. pretty much that's all I'll say about that. Okay. But I don't want to get too technical. <laughs> and I truly just asked my programmer to do it. It takes them five minutes and we're yeah, good exactly. to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So you take this pixel. Facebook mm-hmm. will give you this pixel. You put it on your website. And then how can I track to say, okay, Facebook, I want you to show this ad to anybody who's been on my site for the last 30 days. Right. So once you have your pixel place, then you can start setting up your your specific audiences that you want to track. And what I mean by that is once the pickles pixels placed, <laughs> the then pickle. you can, once the pickle is placed, <laughs> once the pixel is placed, then you can start to designate, okay, I want to track people, anybody who's coming to any page on my website. Then or in, and that's one audience. And it's a rule that you're setting up inside Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Because you'll have an option that says, I want to track people who are coming to my entire website. I forget the exact words that it says or a specific page on my website or specific pages. So you can track, you can get really, really creative with this. And this is why it's so, it's so fun, but you can track these people who are coming to your page. So this might be really good. If you say, let's, let's just say you have a sales page and you know you want to track people who are coming to your sales page but then not buying. And so in that case you want to be tracking people who are coming to the sales page but also people who are coming to, you know, that con- that thank you page after they buy. And then you can show your ads to people who landed on your sales page but then didn't get to that thank you page. So you can get really specific with it. But talking about like the 30, 60, 90 days is you're, what you're able to do is Facebook allows you to track people within different time periods. So you can say, okay, I want to track these people who have come to my homepage on my website in the last 30 days. And then if you wanted to, let's just say, I want to track people who have come to my website within the past 60 days. Well, each rule, this is, this is a separate rule for each one. Okay. So you have a rule for, like I just said, a 30 day rule for people who come to your website. 60 day rule for people who come to your website. And then you can just kind of get, that's where you start to get, you know, you play around with, I don't know how specific you want to get or technical you want to get with this stuff, but then you can start excluding audiences. For example, like I mentioned before, if I want to track people who came to, you know, maybe my opt-in page, but didn't opt in. So then you want to show your ad to them again. And you can, you know, you can get all you're really creative when it comes to website custom audiences. You can. And so just so people know, there's a place when you set up your targeting that you can type in the name of a custom audience or lookalike audience. Yes. And there's a place that you you can um, add it. And then there's another place. Let me go there so I can see it right now. There's another place where it says exclude. So you can add a custom audience or a lookalike audience, and then you can exclude one as well. And that's what's Rick, what Rick is talking about. Target everybody that came to my sales page, exclude this list of people that actually reached my thank you page, which means they bought. So there's an exclusion and an addition there. So another thing that you, um, I'm trying to think you brought something up. Oh, that you suggested to me set up this website custom audience right now because it's not retroactive. Correct. It, it, the, the data starts compiling as soon as you place that pixel. It doesn't, it doesn't go back 30 days or doesn't go back 60 days. So if you place it today, then the data starts compiling, you know, over, you know, going forward. And if you, if you get a lot of traffic to your website, that audience is going to start building immediately. And so you literally could start using it tomorrow if you wanted to. Of course, you're not going to have 30 days worth of data. But as soon as that traffic, you know, as soon as, I'm sorry, as soon as that audience number starts to build, based on your traffic, you can start using it as a, as, an, as a custom audience. Perfect. So just if anybody's listening now and they're thinking, this might be kind of cool. I've got some website traffic. I want to play around with that. Set it up now. And then when you're ready to use it, it will actually have been generating for you, which is kind of cool. Okay. So we talked about interest behaviors and categories. And then we also talked about custom audiences and lookalike audiences. And we also talked about, you know, how many people should you target? Because that's a big question that comes up. And really, although Rick and I threw out some numbers for you, just experiment. Because when it really comes down to it, although this session's not about Facebook ad um, tracking, one thing that I know for sure is that I'm always looking at 
how much am I paying per lead and how much am I paying per customer? And those are pretty much the two things that I look at the most. I'm not as concerned anymore with click-through rate and a bunch of other metrics you can look at because I use Facebook ads to build my email list. So it's really important to me that I'm just watching how much am I paying for that lead. Would you agree? Are there other areas that you think are really important to watch out for? Uh, you nailed it. I mean, so many people get caught up with, you know, different numbers that, you know, oh, my click through rate is, you know, doesn't look very good, but yet they could be getting a lot of conversions based on how much money that they're spending. I mean, that's really most important is build your email list, get those conversions. I mean, most worried about, you know, what you're paying for your, what the cost per conversion is. And then ultimately, what is that cost per customer? Yeah. So just some things to think about for sure. And, Overall, I know this is a, this is a tough question because Rick, this has to do with so many different factors, but people are going to want to know what is a good cost per lead? Like what should I be mm-hmm. paying per lead? <laughs> and I know we've talked about this many, yeah. many times, but, um, we threw out some numbers based on some of the experiences we had. Um, what would you think is not exceptional? Not like what the people that have been running ads forever are getting, but mm-hmm. if you're, you know, fairly new and you're running an ad to, let's say, a free ebook, and mm-hmm. then how how much do you think people, if they're doing a good job, should be paying for that lead? I think if you're in that sort of three to eight dollar range, exactly. Yeah, I think if you're in that range, you're doing pretty well. Okay, so here's the deal. When some of you hear three to eight dollars per lead, you're thinking, "Are you crazy? I I can't be spending eight dollars per lead." Well, here's where it kind of comes together. And this is why, you know, if you haven't checked out my podcast right before this, number 28, I talked a lot about how to use Facebook in a different way. And if you start to look at Facebook as an opportunity to grow your email list and turn those leads into customers, then those numbers, you start to look at them a little bit differently. I would pay $8 for a lead if then I'm going to take, let's say, 10% of that list and convert them into $1,000 customers. So you need to look at your end game and what are you eventually going to promote or sell? What, how much is that? And how many do you think you can convert? You'll have no idea until you get started and you start experimenting. That's why it's so important. Spend five, ten dollars a day even just to experiment with all of this. But that's when you start to look at Facebook differently. You'll pay for that lead if you can convert that lead into a customer. The way Rick and I teach it is that you convert that lead into a customer. One of the best ways to do it is through email marketing. Once they're on your list, you're no longer competing with all of that noise on Facebook and you're starting to communicate with them in a way that adds immense value as well as leads them to your services, programs, or products via your email communication. So that's where we see really, really big results. So I don't know, Rick, if you want to add anything to that. I know we're coming up on, you know, to wrap things up, but there's so many great things you can do with targeting that I just wanted to make sure I got you on the show so we could talk about it. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> and think of just, just one final thought. And I think you did mention this in your previous episode is that when you are looking at what you're paying for your cost per lead, let's, let's just say you're paying, you know, $5 for your lead. Think about it like as long as you're monetizing that, meaning like you're going to be selling that person at some point down the road with through your email marketing. If you're paying $5 per lead and then you're going to make, you know, $10 per customer back, you're basically saying, okay, Mark Zuckerberg, here's $5 and Mark's going to give you $10 back. Exactly. I'll take that all day long. All day long. And that's, I think, why Rick and I are so obsessed these days with everything in terms of Facebook advertising, because there's just so much you can do with it. We've seen it work over and over again inside my profit lab right now. I'm seeing great results from my students that are really seeing the return on their investment, but you've got to look at it as a strategy. It's no longer okay to just post on Facebook, try to grow your fan base and hope that it's going to work for you. Most likely it will not. And I hate to say that, but it's the truth. For some people it will, but rarely. So if you get involved or you start experimenting with Facebook ads, you'll be so pleasantly surprised as to how much impact you can make on Facebook and how it can affect your email list and your revenue. So it's just a different way to look at it. I know Rick and I are going to be talking about this a lot just over time about Facebook is definitely the place you want to be. You just want to start looking at it in different ways. So Rick, before we get off, you got to tell people, I know you have a few different Facebook ad programs for Mm. those more advanced, for those beginners, all that good stuff. So where can people find out more about you and your Facebook ad programs? 
Uh, well, thank you. Um, well, my main website, it's rickmulready.com. And we've been talking about email lists. You can just jump on the email list there. You get all kinds of, uh, information about those training programs and information about Facebook ads that will help you and everything. You know, we talked a lot about a lot of, about a lot of different things today. And, you know, we talk about all these types of things on the uh, email list and so forth and on the site there. So thank you. Perfect. And you have a podcast yourself. I was just on your podcast where we talked <laughs> about Facebook marketing. So what is the name of your podcast? It's called Inside Social Media. And by the way, I had somebody reach out to me and I think I showed you this. Somebody, t- somebody tweeted me and said, I could listen to, I could listen to you and Amy talk about Facebook <laughs> for 10 hours a day. It's kind of so, fun. That's a long time. Yes, 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 that is a long time. I would not have much to say after about a couple hours. So not sure about that. But it's been a true, true pleasure. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for adding insight and feedback to all of this Facebook ad targeting stuff. I think it's so very important. And I hope to have you on the show again soon. So thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. Take care. So there you have it. I hope this Facebook ad targeting with Rick gave you some clarity around ad targeting in general and also got you a bit excited to explore some of the Facebook ad opportunities. There's a lot out there to explore and I really truly hope that you take advantage of that. Now don't forget to check out the show notes because I'll make sure to show you some images of what all of this looks like inside of the power editor so you know where to locate the different targeting options. You can go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 29, just the number 29 to check out those show notes. And one more thing. If you enjoyed this discussion about Facebook ads specifically, and you'd like to see me do even more of these types of discussions where I get into certain parts of Facebook advertising, then let me know below the show notes. Leave a comment. Let me know that you want more of this, and I'd be happy to dive in deeper to Facebook ads. I'm just not sure if there's a big need for it. And so if there is, I would love to share more with you. So thank you again for being here. It means the world to me that you took out the time to listen to my podcast, and I cannot wait to see you again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.